Good evening, everybody. This is Barbara with Can A Girl Speaks Podcast, and I want to welcome you to um, my podcast. And um, this month, we are actually celebrating the love month. This is February. And so um, I've had some couples on my podcast um, in the last uh, couple of weeks. I've had my newlyweds. I've had my couples that have been married um, 20 and 40 years. And so tonight uh, in my VIP room, I wanted to bring in my last couple for the month. And they've been married almost 50 years. And so um, without further ado, I'm going to have them introduce themselves. Um, and so uh, we're going to let the, the missus st start out first. My name is Gwendolyn Washington. Gwen for short. Okay. I need to tell anything. Oh, and get your husband to introduce himself. Uh, my name is Charles D. Washington. And um, what they call you? Well, they they call me CD. CD. All my friends call me CD. Or some of them call me Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them call me Guitar Man. And some of them call me Preacher Man. <laughs> and so before we got into, before we started recording the podcast, um, uh, Pastor Washington, he did uh, tune up on the guitar. And so um, I was, it was very, very good. I went live on it. So I know some of you probably saw it on, on live on Facebook. But um, I wanted to bring them on because um, I had asked uh, Sister Washington, um, if she, I had I called her, I said, you know, I want a couple that I, on my podcast on my very last episode for the month of February that has been married uh, at least fifty years, and so she was like, yeah, we've been we've been married fifty years. What what month? It'll be June. In June, 50, 50, 50 years in June, and so I said, I think that they 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 fit the profile to be on my podcast, and so <laughs> um, I told them that I wanted them to share their story about um, being married fifty years, um, uh, just what it's like to be married to one person for 50 years, you know? And so um, we're gonna start out um, the very beginning of uh, the, uh, the, the, the romance. And so like, how did, how did you guys meet? What was, what's the, the beginning of um, the Washingtons? I would say the beginning uh, is, I've been an, been an athlete uh, all my life. And I've always did a lot of skating. <laughs> One night uh, after I had finished high school, I was going to the skating rink. And I was skating, and I'm a, I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty good skater because I can skate backwards and sideways and all <laughs> kind of ways. And at this skating rink this particular night, I spotted this young lady who was trying to learn how to skate and she was hanging on the rails, holding on to the rails. So I uh, I that. liked what I saw <laughs> and I began to uh, run my rap down on her. Oh, Lord. And when I run my rap down on her, well, uh, I got acquainted with her and and the that rest of it was it. history. Uh, <laughs> in, that, in that process, uh, I had the opportunity uh, to meet her mother, mm -hmm. and right. when, I, when I met her mother, uh, it was it was it was on then. <laughs> and so, during the time all this was going on, she was she was. I just put this in so I won't have to think about saying it later. She 
acted as though she didn't like me at first. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, she was trying to be, be hard to get, but she she couldn't get away from 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 you know my my rap session. My rap session wrapped her up, and 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 all the rest of it was history. Yes, it was history. So I was just watching. What is your side of the story? Well, he told it uh, almost exactly what happened. It was a Friday night. I didn't get to go to the game, uh, so I was allowed to go to the skating rink. And I was, I was going to, I was going to uh, learn how to skate that night all by myself. Because usually, when the others were there, they would skate fast, run all over you. Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of uh, secluded. And I was skating, and lo and behold, there he was. Um, and and he came in to show out. Came to show out. Yeah, he <laughs> he skated backward, cross leg, with the music, without the music. <laughs> and finally, he came over there and asked, could he help? And that was that was uh, a nice acquaintance. Uh -huh. And uh, all the time, I was thinking, my goodness, he just showed out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we became friends. Uh -huh. That's more than anything. We were friends. He ended up being a good friend of mine, and that's so did the beginning so did, of the story. So, so did you guys date before? You know, so was there dating involved? Before, you know, yeah. when you say friends, so what did dating look like? Well, the dating was was <laughs> really, really, really nice because uh, back back during the time when when I was coming through, being a young man. I felt like if I could ever get that first kiss, it was on. <laughs> and so, uh, that, so that, that's, I mean, yeah, that's how it started. So we ended up really liking and then we fell in love with each other. How long did y'all date before y'all fell in love with each other? Actually, that, that was the year that I was getting ready to go to college. Uh -huh. He was already out of school. And uh, I went off to school at in Austin, went to Houston Tillerson my first year. And uh, we decided that we would do the dating then. And he would, we would write each other and oh. uh, call and sometimes he would come down. Uh, I was in Austin, he would come up to Austin. And we just dated, uh -huh. I mean, platonic dating. and. Uh, so what does platonic dating mean from that during means. that time? You know, because you know, <laughs> yeah. the younger generation are gonna listen to this podcast and be like, platonic dating. What does that mean? Yeah. That means that we just held hands. We didn't. We didn't do the kissing or getting up too close. We were. We we were just friends. Uh -huh. He was a good buddy of mine. That's the way I felt. Uh -huh. And I think that was the thing that really drew me to him more. Is is because. He knew how to care for you. He was uh, protective. He, you know, he knew what a person would want, a girl would want, you know, such as uh, a, a Coke or, or whatever, you know. He, and as I said, he was already out of school. Uh -huh. So I imagine he had had some practice. Worn <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>, out. So how long did you date before um, you decided? You know, I wanted to make her Mrs. Washington. Well, I think it was it was about seven years. Oh wow! Yeah, 
Yeah, so that I, was seven years of just dating? It was seven years, actually. Or like breakup, no, then... Like three. Well, see, I was always... I was a working man. Uh -huh. I worked. Mm -hmm. And while I was a working man, uh, she was going to school. To going to college. And my mom always uh, told... He said my mom told him. I asked, <laughs> I asked her mother, could I have her? Uh-huh. And with me being a... a uh, a warm, oh, friendly yeah. guy. <laughs> I mean, I pack it up. <laughs> I mean, the the tell the truth about it. Charms. <laughs> I was taught from my parents how to be respectable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, you know, yeah. once I got in with Mama, and and it it, it wasn't a show. It was a real thing. That mm -hmm. was my personality. Mm -hmm. And I asked her uh, for her daughter. And, and with with me being who I was, she told me yes. <laughs> and so when she said yes, uh, you know, but it, let her finish it was school. on. Okay, had, let her finish. Let, yeah. let you finish school. I graduated with a gym college scholarship. Oh wow! Yeah, and you know how it mm -hmm, is. Mm -hmm. You know you messed that up. You don't get in. Yeah, because that yeah, because that because right. I can we I read the will and the will said. Can be married back then. It was real strict. That's right. yeah. It was, was real really strict. strict. Uh huh. And so my mom asked him to let me finish school, mm -hmm. and then uh, you you can you know use your charm to get her. And so I was I was offended. I told him, and I told my mom, "You can't pick a tree for me to sit on." <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. And so, <laughs> but my mother really, really did like him. Uh -huh. he, he knew how to do the talk and sit on the porch with her and all that kind of stuff. So he was really, really trying to court to get, kind of get you, kind yeah. of win you over. <laughs> kindness. <laughs> I think, I think I that really, kindness. that's what he always said. I just kill you with kindness. <laughs> and I guess it, it, kindness does work. Yeah. So did y'all have a wedding? Did you get, would y'all have a wedding? We did. You did. We had a wedding. It was a big wedding. No, no. We didn't have a. We didn't have a big wedding. We had made up in our minds who we wanted, mm -hmm. and we didn't go about spending a bunch of money on a wedding. Because mm -hmm. we did not. But it has yeah. been uh, <laughs> like even at my home, uh -huh. we do weddings at my home. Oh, okay. So we had our pastor at that time uh -huh. uh, to put us together at his home. Uh -huh. Yeah. And but it has been very, very, very successful uh, with us being together because we knew we knew she knew she wanted me and I knew I wanted her. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, I always open the door for her. I'd give, give her flowers, send her flowers. Yeah, he used to I always, <laughs> whenever I would go to work and all this kind of thing. She would fix my lunch, and she'd always write them little sweet notes in there. Um, oh, she did all those kind of things yeah. for us. So that was in. So that was, um, that was the early years of marriage, or yeah. at the beginning of the marriage. Okay, so beginning of the marriage, beginning of the marriage, and also through the marriage. So, so when you got married, were you were you um, were, had you already started your career in teaching? No, actually, uh, I end up marrying a man that did not want me to work. Oh wow! And uh, <laughs> so I stayed home oh several years. We were we were we were married in Corsicana but we moved to Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. 
and he worked with at Jenner Dynamics, mm-hmm. and so he preferred me stay at home, be, because right after that, you know, believe it or not, you end up uh, start expecting a child, mm-hmm. and so he preferred me stay at home. He worked at Jenner Dynamics and. Uh, come home, brought home the bacon, as they say, yeah. and the money, and all the friends that he could. And so it was it was just a, a life that you you live it so carefree, mm-hmm. and you don't, you know, think about what's ahead of it. Yeah. But other than that, it was just a fun time for us right then. So I stayed at home, did all the, the, the little mother thing, like uh, run his bath water, Things that I saw my mother do, uh-huh. because my mother was a woman that stayed at home, and she would run my dad's bath water, you know, give him a massage, give, bring his plate to him. So I, I thought that's what you do, yeah. mm-hmm. and I practiced it, and and he was loving it. Uh-huh. And so um, when he, a general dyma- dynamics laid off and. Sometimes they will lay, you know, the workers off. And so we decided after the second layoff, we were going to go back home. Mm-hmm. To Corsicana. Back to Corsicana because we, we said, well, if we, that's one thing. We had a home mm-hmm. in Corsicana. Mm-hmm. And uh, we felt like uh, with our, our people, we could get help and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So so did you, did you just have the, have the, the, one, the one child, the daughter? Uh-huh. Okay. We just okay. had the one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we moved back home, and uh, what happened? Oh, he ended up getting a job, and he started working for the glass company. And my child was getting larger, and you know, you start looking around and seeing things. And I wanted to work. I always wanted to work. I was brought up working, so you know, it's kind of hard to just sit and be pretty and put your hands in your lap. <laughs> so every time he would come home, he worked at dinner. <laughs> I mean, he worked at the glass company Chattanooga, here. Chattanooga, Chattanooga Glass. Yes, mm-hmm. uh-huh. And every time he would come home, uh, he was, he said that I would have the, I would move the furniture a lot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so when he came home, he would say, I never know where the bed is going to be. <laughs> and so we kind of got into a little chill with that. So I said, well, I need to go to work. Uh-huh. And <laughs> So I start, uh, I end up, uh, you know how you go through the room of meal with asking people, do you know this and that? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, I'm a degree person. So I, I finally decided, uh, one of my former teachers, Vernon Hicks and Vivian Hicks, mm-hmm. and they were the ones that said, yes, you need to get back in school, get go over to that administration building and fill out an application. So that's what I did and ended up getting hired. Um, and uh, I've, I've worked over 30 years as a as an educator, as a teacher, so. Wow, so how, so, so Pastor Washington, when she went to work, so how was that for you? You know, your, your, your wife has been at home all this time and then she, she's going to work. That she, was, that worked out fine because I knew if she went to work and <laughs> We could we could accumulate more things, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, we could uh, purchase the car we wanted. We could uh, buy the clothes we wanted. Uh-huh. Take care of the children like we needed to. Uh-huh. 
and it worked. It, it worked out fine because I think it uh, it takes two people today to really be successful like you want to be. Uh-huh. You know, working together, you two, but you end up being just one. Mm-hmm. And so we've always worked together, and and everything that we've accomplished, we worked for it. Yeah. So, so you, so because you guys have been married almost fifty years, and um, you know the the generation of marriages then is a whole lot different than marriages now. Oh yes, you know, right. and so you know back, you know then I believe it used to be the men with the they would all they really would stress the man is the head of the household, yeah. you know, and the woman, you know, she just you know the, you know you know kind of like to me was like the lesser the lesser than the the man, you know, <laughs> right, and so. How did you? How did you, as a as a as a you know couple that's been married almost fifty years, how did you guys uh, communicate with each other? That that you know how how was the communication? How is the communication between you two being married fifty years? I mean, because a lot of people listen to this podcast, and so they want to know you've been married fifty years. How did you make it work? You know, for fifty years. You know. Well, I think first and foremost is getting to know each other, mm-hmm. uh, getting to know each other, uh, getting to appreciate each other, um, communicating, and then doing everything together. Of course, uh, I will say this, and, and, it, and it's, it's, it's a fact, we did everything together. We shop together, we go to the grocery store together, we go and pick That's out right. an automobile together, go pick out a house together. And and all of this tends to to in fifty you know when you say you married fifty years, that means you you've done everything with your partner. Uh-huh. You you understand you understand your partner. You know what your partner like. That's and true. What yeah. your partner dislike. Well, he's right. You have to be friends. You have to like each other mm-hmm. you know that's you know you don't have to love everything they do but you have to like uh, each other and uh, learn each other mm-hmm. you know you know what makes them tick what doesn't you know and that's that's it it and another thing that really helped us with these 50 years is that we finally got got into Christ mm-hmm. we we did develop a relationship with Christ and go into church and that made a, a, a greater difference uh-huh. you know because um, even though we when we first got married we were as I said we were always friends and you have to learn and study you know mm-hmm. each other yeah it can work and know in your mind that I'm not looking for an easy way out yeah and uh, that's one of the problems we deal with couples at our church and that's one of the things that we find out that they're always looking for a way out and it's easy to get out you know especially your younger couples because now they they you know they choose to say you know i'm you know i'm just i'm out you know yeah they do i'm out sure and that's when you have a lot of young couples been married two or three times and Mm -hmm. all that because they don't they don't stay committed long, no, you, know, don't. you know, and so when they look at when they look at you uh, as a married couple for almost 50 years, it's kind of like you got that's very few and far between now, it's you know, true. to see couples sure. having having marriages this long that what y'all you've had, you know, it's like so like you said, 
you you know you you brought Christ in it you know mm-hmm. you know Pastor Washington you, know, you became you know you know pastor and first lady you know so I know that was something that you had to um, the challenges that you had that you had not really challenges but what was that like when you decided you know we're gonna we're gonna build, we're gonna have a church and I'm gonna be a pastor you're gonna be a first lady you know so how was that. <laughs> Well, you, you know, because because, you know, you I mean, you because you had to make the choice. And so she had to come along with, you know, like, OK, I'm going to be, well, you know, because so, I've heard some people say, well, he wanted to be a pastor, but I really didn't want to be a first lady. That's, you know, that's the idea. you well, know, because <laughs> that comes with a lot of I'll, that comes I'll with ex- some weight. I'll express something and then she she can, you know, she can kind of uh, what they call it. Um. Uh, piggyback on on what I say. <laughs> I don't uh, piggyback either. <laughs> I I've always wanted to be somebody, a leader, uh-huh. want to be successful. Yeah. And out of all of the things that I've done in my life, was not fulfilling like I felt like it was in my heart because my mama brought us up in the house of God and mm-hmm. I said, well, whenever I get a certain age, I ain't going back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but but uh, I remember that was a revival going on in Corsicana yeah. and I had already been exposed to, to righteous living, but mm-hmm. I was a young man and I didn't understand actually at that time really how to make it, how to succeed in mm-hmm. it. Because I didn't have any friends that was walking and talking like I was talking. So therefore, it didn't last but a while. Uh-huh. And so when I made up in my mind that I'm going to go the way I felt in my heart that God would want me to go, uh-huh. I went to the altar one night at, at this revival. Hmm. Yeah, I'm talking about that when you became a pastor. pastor. When you came oh, a pastor. pastor. Well, see, all this is leading up to okay. my pastorate. Okay. So after I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and all that, and um, <clears throat> I always knew that I would be a leader. Mm-hmm. I, I felt it in my heart. I felt it in my spirit. And it was something I couldn't help. Mm. Uh, I would go all over everywhere doing revivals back then. I would go from church to church. And um, so my pastor knew that he felt like that with my ability, with my mm-hmm. biblical knowledge and all that, <coughs> um, he sent me to a church. Can I be myself? <laughs> he sent me to a church and, and, and you're going to get your, you're gonna get your <laughs> She sent me to How a church and we about to Okay. I'm pastoring now. <laughs> <clears throat> and then and it, it come about that that I had a desire to to have my own church. Uh-huh. And so I was sent to Ferris for three years. Yeah, well did you come home and did you come home and tell Sister Washington, I'm gonna be a pastor and you're gonna be the first lady? <laughs> no, I didn't. Well no, so I, didn't. I mean so you just became a pastor and you didn't I mean, how was that? <laughs> I mean Whatever, whatever, whatever I felt uh, led to do, 
She just followed me she like followed. like yeah. like you women are supposed to do. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> so, so, Sister Washington, no, how was that? I actually, mean, how was that? When he, when he had his pastorage, I was probably his worst member. Oh, wow. Uh, because I didn't I didn't want that. Because it comes with a lot. I had, you know, we had been in church a while, so we I had seen a lot of things that happened. Mm-hmm. And it's not always pretty yeah. enough. It's not always nice yeah. for the lady. So I was probably his worst member. I really was. I didn't want to. And then, and what really made so me. So you kind of rebelled a little bit? Rebelled. <laughs> That's not the word. Like I told him, I was probably his worst member. And I really mean it seriously. I was, you know, I was thinking uh, there are other things to do besides being a, you know, uh, a pastor. My uncle was a pastor, so I knew that they had to do without. They had to, you know, I just. Make the sacrifices. How old were y'all when when, when you (laughs) became a pastor? What was your age? Around your ages? The first, the first. The first church, oh, I was, I was in my 30s. In your 30s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in my 30s. In your 30s. He was in his 30s. We went to one per, <coughs> one church for three, uh, one year, and then, no, three years, three and then years. one year, and then now the one that we're at now has been right at 30 years. So were you, so were you so, one of those first ladies that, you know, because you have some of these, sometimes you'll see some of these young um, pastors or whatever. And sometimes the, the first lady, she might show up, she might not, she might come, she might not come. No, I wasn't So you was like always, that. so you was all, okay. So I was good. always there. That's when I said I was his worst member <laughs> uh, because I could, you know, I could go and sit up in there mm-hmm. and boy, when I get home, it's like, you just made us go, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know. Her and the kids did that. And, yeah, really? Uh, and I, sure. and, and, wow. and that is the thing that opened my eyes is that my children were, uh, looking at me and they were listening <coughs> to us and it was look like training them not mm-hmm. to like church. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, when did you make that like, <laughs> I need to get it together? I, well, when I finally, you know, I'd always felt like, well, he's he's the preacher, not me. Yeah. You know, and so he has to live his life. I have to live mine. Uh-huh. But, you know, when you go back and you look at those vows and you, you say that you're no more twain year one, then that started making me feel guilty mm-hmm. because a, a lot of I saw a lot of couples and they needed help uh-huh. and I never did I I always wanted to I always said what you see is what you get yeah, uh-huh. and I didn't want to put on that camouflage or that fat, that false face that I was something yeah. when I really wasn't yeah. and so I guess the consciousness started working on mm-hmm. me. Uh, and then I wanted to be real in church. So yeah. that is the thing that made me change, yeah. really. And I, I just, I mean, I'm, you have to be real with yourself. Yes. Be, rather than, you know, just always correcting at somebody else. Yeah. You know, we've always said if you point one finger at, one. at somebody, mm-hmm. you have the four or, or three. Point right back at you. Point right back, back at you. At you. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that starts setting in on me. So, um, you know, part of your part of the vows, um, uh, whenever I know Pastor uh, Washington, you you've done marriages, and you perform marriage ceremonies, and so part of the vows it says in sickness and in health. Yeah. You know, and so I know um, being married fifty years, y'all battled some sicknesses in your family, in, in your in your in your marriage. Yes. You know, so how how challenging was that? You know, because you know you have to you do have to be there for that mate 
when they're going through some form of sickness. Yes. So was that, did you guys have challenges with that? You know, because you, yes. you, know, you you might see some people like they just throw the towel. You handle the sickness by yourself. You know, you know, especially from some men. Because some men they like whiny babies. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, we birth kids. Yes. You know, we'll be okay. You know, but men they like you think they finna just get in the in the casket. You know. No, no. So how was that? Well, I tell you, we <laughs> uh, we we went through that with the preacher, with the man of the house. Matter of fact. Uh, he became sick in 2005, uh, the time that I was getting ready to retire. Mm -hmm. uh, we had all this ideas to take this cruise mm -hmm. and plan and everything. And he ended up uh, being sick, bladder cancer. And that was something else, you know. And I'm, I'm thinking, why this man who helps everybody that runs to everybody you know mm -hmm. and uh he's he's sick and uh the children my children were really good and helping me because he was a baby mm -hmm. he was a baby wow. a b a b y talk capital b a b y talk about me <laughs> <laughs> he was and uh i I had to learn how to, you know, put myself aside and learn how to bite the inside of your jaw uh -huh. to keep from, you know, lashing that back out at him because I knew he was sick. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I learned a lot about his uh, his illness, which was bladder cancer. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot about his illness, and I learned how. When in my learning about getting the knowledge on that, it helped me to understand. Uh, the things that he would have to go through when he would have to go to chemo or, or take the pills or whatever. Mm -hmm. And my children, I would say my son, who um, learned how to change the catheter and all that kind of stuff. Because to go through I was, I was mm -hmm. real squeamish about <laughs> yeah. that, kind that kind of stuff. stuff. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we got through it. The Lord helped us to get through it. And uh, he, he would cry like a baby and just he, I knew he was sick. sick he lost weight and all that kind of stuff so we went through it we endured it because I didn't want to be who I was <laughs> <laughs> I want to, to go to church and be out yeah uh, yeah so also um um during I mean being married 50 years you know you had kids well we're gonna you know we're gonna transition and you have a son that you lost Yes. And so um, I know that was a very trying time, you know, for um, you as, you know, a couple, as parents, yes. you know, because nobody wants to bury their child before they leave here, you know, before before mm -hmm. they That's go, true. you know, before they go. So, you know, how was that? How was that? You know, because, you know, I'm sure that that added extra, you know, stress yes. and, yes. you know, yes. and all that, you know, and pointing fingers and why you know you know because you know you, <laughs> you do we are made of the flesh you know mm -hmm. and that stuff creeps into your mind you know and so how was that you know as far as um you know your strength and you know your 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 pastor your first lady you know and so you know you talk about when he got sick you mm -hmm. ask the question why you mm -hmm. know so how was that well i'll say what helped us with that was we lost him but that guy had made a commitment to Christ, and that's yes. what helped us. Mm -hmm. yeah. He was a, a musician. Uh, he played the keyboard. 
he got to where he never did consider himself as a, a, a singing person, but he got to where he started doing that rap stuff and directing the choir. And he he would get in his room on his we catch him on his knees praying mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. He kept his head in the Bible, reading all the time. That's what helped us because we knew that he 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 had made a commitment to Christ. Mm -hmm. That helped us make it through. Well, it was a shock uh, for him to to be sick as mm -hmm. he was, but he never complained. Mm -hmm. He was a, a very good son, uh, very considerate of everybody, always checked on mom and dad, and so when he uh, got sick, he did he did all the things that they told him to do. He changed his eating habits and everything, but. It just, you know, in God's will for mm -hmm. him to stay, uh, to continue to live. And uh, when he uh, passed, it was like, I knew it, but I didn't know it. Mm -hmm. You know, you go, the mind kind of like learns how to shield itself. Mm -hmm. And I knew it. And at times it just, I just felt like I was a zombie for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, but as the pastor said, the things that kept us going and feeling okay is that we we knew he had finally given himself to Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, he loved to play. He loved to play. He would play the guitar, keyboard, organ, um, drums, drums. And now that we are at the church, all of the young men that are playing in the ensemble at the church. They always say, well, Daniel taught me this, Daniel, yeah. mm -hmm. and a lot of times we didn't even know he was yeah. training the children, the ones behind him, uh, to do, to work their craft like they're doing. So, I wouldn't want anybody to have to go through that. That's, yeah. Is that a, a, you always look for your children to bury you mm -hmm. and not you bury your, your children. children. So, uh, we got through that. But I feel like I had learned how to adapt uh, because I'd gone through with uh, CD with the bladder cancer. Right after that, my daughter had breast cancer, mm -hmm. so I had I had learned how to really get that face of I gotta go through with this. <coughs> mm -hmm. and, uh, and you also had you had got gotten sick yourself yourself get, got sick yourself as well. Oh yes, yes. yes. After. Um, this is what the doctor told, told me. <laughs> he said, uh, I'd been under a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. I had gone through with uh, my husband with the bladder cancer for the three, right at almost three years. And when he was getting better, my daughter ended up having yeah. breast, breast cancer. cancer. Mm -hmm. And when she got better in 2008-9, then my son in 2010, mm -hmm. And right after that, uh, I had a, a bout with my mother. Mm -hmm. My mother lived to be 91, but her last two years, she was a handful. Mm -hmm. And so in 2015, <clears throat> it's when I had my uh, bout with illness. And, and the doctor said that I had a, his word was, a slight heart attack. He said, your heart, you've been under so much stress. He said, your heart just said, <laughs> <laughs> he was tired. Huh? He was tired, mm, yeah. and so 
they did all the dye and all that kind of stuff, and it, there was no, you know, my stint. No, they didn't have to put stints or anything. I'm good now, That's so good. I'm learning how to de-stress all de-stress. the time. I grin a lot. I don't take anything seriously. I live one day at a time, mm-hmm. as full as I can. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that you know, you learn how to appreciate life more. You learn how to don't take things so seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, work with what you can while you can. Yeah. Live in the moment. Mm-hmm. That's my. So what? So what advice can you give um, couples out there that are you know? newly married or they've been married for 20 plus or you know what advice can you give to those the couples out there even those that are looking to get married i'll tell any couple that's desire to get married first of all make sure that you're ready for marriage and you're getting the right person uh, you don't want to just marry somebody for the sake of uh, male and female mm-hmm. sleeping in the bed together. Yeah. You 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 have to you need to love each other. First of all, I think love should be the bottom line of any marriage. You got to love that person. If that person got sick, you got to love her. Right. If that husband's sick, the wife's sick, children or the family's sick. First of all, you know, when you read those vows in sickness and in hell, to death do your part, uh, forsaking all others for him alone. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> if you done made up in your mind that you're gonna go by those vows, you're not gonna be you're not gonna be looking across the fence at greener grass. <laughs> you know, if if you make up in your mind that this is the lady you want and you make up in your mind this is the man you want, then go for it. But then you need to you need to have some likes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, we need some compa- some compatibility. Right. And uh, if you if you make sure that that you don't want to do like Solomon, Solomon married for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. So if a man marries a woman for her money or she married him for his money. That's the wrong thing because mm-hmm. when the money plays out, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? <laughs> that's what we. That's what couples have to think about. Is if you want to make it long term, let love, love each. I mean, love that girl. I mean, almost worship the ground she walk on. Yeah. You know, love her, not because she's built like a coke bottle. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because they come by rest. After a while. Yeah, you, you, you need to love her mm. and don't let somebody tell you, well, I don't see what you see in her. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to see what she see in him and him and her uh-huh, because what they see is what they that's, like. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You Y'all know? hear that, people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So that, that, that's what I would suggest. Yeah. Well, Sister uh, Washington, what about you? What kind of... What kind of advice can you offer to the ladies out there? Um, uh, to the ladies, I would say to them, um, don't look for the movie star. You know, you you look at uh, television. We read stories, and and uh, we always like, and they lived happily ever after. Mm-hmm. And it will happen. 
but you have to go through some things and always uh, don't be so self-centered, mm-hmm. you know. That's one of the things that I find that it's not all about you, it's about us. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, that's what you really need to do. What can we do? And know that, uh, as I always say, don't take it so personally. Don't be so sensitive that I want it's mine, I need to have my way. But love your mate, uh, study your mate, and the scripture said, and all that I get and get an understanding. Understand, understand the man. Because all of them are not brought up the way you were brought up. That's true. So you, it's a lot of things to consider. And it's a lot of things to think about. And, and then when it's good, let him know. Always let him know. I'll always be able to let him know when he's done well, you know. Yeah. And it's not, if he just brought you a drink of water, thank him. Just thank him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. be appreciative. Be appreciative. All right. So I have really enjoyed this conversation, you know. <laughs> and so um, you guys have so much wisdom. And I'm sure those out that, that will be listening to this podcast will get some knowledge from you. Because you guys have been married 50 years, you know. And you guys have a wealth of knowledge, you know. And so I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to give a shout out to anybody you want to give a shout out to out there in the listening audience. Well, oh. I'm going to shout out to Greater Haynes. All right. Evangelist uh, Stefana Mitchell. Uh-huh. I know she's sparkling. Yeah. <laughs> Give a shout out to Stephanie Preston. All right. In Crandall, Texas, her and her husband and family. All right. <laughs> and I want to give a shout out to all of the people, even in Corsicana, where right. I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those that desire to get married. Oh, well, right. just make sure that you 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 want to marry somebody you want to spend the rest of your life with, yeah. and learn to work together. Together, it's not his bank account, your bank account, his <laughs> car, and your car, and all this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, what's hers is mine. What's mine is hers. All right. <laughs> And I always say what, what might work in my household may not work, work in, in your, your that's household. That's right, that's right. You have to come together and find the things that will work in your household. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so thank you so much for um, just coming and being my guest. And we're, this will actually play on um, Sunday at 7. And so so tell your, tell your church members and all that that you guys are going to be on my podcast. And so you, they'll have to tune in on their, their, their app. It's, um, their app. And, I'll, and I'll tell you guys about it after the uh, recording okay. double with. Right. But anyway, thank you so much. And so with that being said, I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in and listening to the Canada Girl Speaks podcast. You guys have a good night. Can a Girl Speaks podcast is recorded at Shred Shed Studio. Shred Shed Studio, where you get big city production at small town prices. Recording, mixing, mastering, guitar instruction, production, and songwriting. Find out more at shredshedstudio.com or email your inquiries to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at shredshedstudio.com the premier music studio in Corsicana, Texas.